Welcome to the Backroads Podcast, a podcast for adventures off the beaten path. In this show, I want to empower women to reach their full potential and find strength within themselves, inspiring women to let their true selves shine, feel confident, and embrace the present moment. Through personal travel stories, we will share our growth and passion. Please tune in weekly for up-to-date confessions of like-minded travelers. As your host, I, Josie Arella Sweetman, will help guide you to gain clarity on your path to find what sets your soul on fire. If this podcast resonates and inspires you, hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Does goal planning feel like a mystery to you? I've got you with my top five secrets to goal planning. This is what I use when I'm working on a goal. Right now, I'm using this system to build new habits and change my condition tendencies. It's worked for me and many others. I know it will get you feeling inspired to start taking baby steps towards the goals that you are working on. Here are what people who have signed up for the goal planning challenge are saying. Encouragement to challenge myself and go after my dream. I've changed my mindset and expectations that I have to go back to my old job for a few more months until I can start my new job. I'm finding ways to be excited about that, which is a huge victory compared to the way I was feeling just thinking about this for the last two months. Get my five secrets to goal planning at thebackroadscoaching.com. It's a freebie that I'll give you that will get you crushing your goals in no time. Welcome to the Backroads Podcast. Today I have with me Sam DiNicola. She runs a digital marketing agency since 2014 and has been a business coach uh, since 2018 and a fellow world traveler. So I'm super stoked and excited to have her with us today. Let us know about you and what you do and what drove you here. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to to be here um, virtually, I guess, at least. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my name is Sam Dinacola and I run Sam Dinacola Digital, which is a digital marketing agency for small to medium sized businesses. So basically, if they don't have the budget or expertise to handle their own marketing or hire their own marketing in-house, they kind of turn to us to be their marketing department, right? Their external marketing department. Um, And then, like you said, in 2018, I opened up a coaching arm to my business. I had a lot of newer entrepreneurs or solopreneurs who were kind of in the first few years of their business who were really looking for kind of guidance and support, um, on how to grow their business and scale their business and and all that good stuff. So um, I started getting a lot of requests and questions about coaching. So I opened up that business coaching side and I typically work with um, female entrepreneurs who, like I said, are, you know, just starting their, their own business or they're kind of in their first few years of business and looking to set up a strong foundation um, that they can, you know, scale on top of. And the world traveling piece, I guess, uh, you know, not traveling the world as much as I would like, especially these days. Um, yeah. I'm not sure when this is going to go live, but um, 
in 2019, my husband and I bought a travel trailer that we renovated and we were traveling around the country um, for about a year. And now um, we kind of travel part-time in our travel trailer. And then um, the rest of the time we are based out of Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, that is so awesome. You're somewhere really warm and beautiful. <laughs> so are. it doesn't sound like it's a bad place to be quarantined. It's it's not it's not too bad. We have we have a little pool that we bought in our backyard and you know, we're hanging out. So, uh not too not too bad. Not too bad. It sounds wonderful. So, about traveling, you said you redid the trailer. How was that? How was that process for you? Was it hard, easy? Yeah, so we out? Um, neither of us are really handy. Like we have never really done any major construction or anything like that. So when we were, um, shopping at first, we were looking at tiny homes actually, and we were going to have a tiny home built. Um, but we found out it was basically going to end up costing like $80,000 to do that. And we were coming from, we had been living in New York city for about five years before we decided to move and kind of travel around for a while. And we really decided that that was like not in line with our financial plans. So that's when we decided to start looking at RVs and travel trailers. And, um, so we bought our, um, 30 foot travel trailer, which actually was, just slightly smaller than our first apartment was in New York city. So, um, a lot of people are nervous about, you know, when they're going tiny and going to be in a tiny house or an RV or anything like that, they get really nervous. You know, how can you stand each other? But we're really used to living in small and confined spaces. So, uh, it was nothing new to us. And then, um, for renovation, I really, we looked for an RV that was a good layout that worked for us. We knew we were going to need dedicated desk space for both of us because we were both going to be working from the road. And then I really wanted to at least find a floor that I liked, um, so that then we could kind of handle the rest of it, um, without having to replace the floor, which we ended up finding. So we really, um, mainly what we ended up doing was painting every square inch of the interior of the RV, um, which took a lot of time and a lot of coats of paint. Um, but yeah, it really totally transformed the space. Yeah, that is amazing. So it sounds like you guys saved yourself some time, even though, yeah, you did work, uh, work hard to paint the whole thing, but it sounds like you looked for things that you knew were essential and then just fixed it up to your liking, which is um, an awesome thing for those that are thinking about doing an RV remodel, looking for those things, I think is very helpful. And you gave us a lot to think about there. Uh, so yeah, what surprised definitely. you most about um, being on the road for that long of a period of time? Because that was your first time doing that. Is that correct? Yeah, before that, we, you know, we had really just traveled on vacations and, you know, on our honeymoon, and we hadn't really traveled for any extended period of time. And um you know, being on the road is definitely really fun, but working on the road and, you know, lends itself its kind of own experiences because, um, 
you know, while I own my own business and I can set my own hours to a certain extent, my husband still works for his company that he used to work for when we were in New York and they were just letting him go remote. So he was sticking to that kind of normal nine to five Monday through Friday, um, schedule. So that really, um, you know, dictated when we were traveling, which was, we were doing most of our driving on the weekends and how long we were going to stay places because, you know, we wanted to make sure we had at least one free weekend in each space in each city that we went to. So we had, you know, time to really explore. Um, so we ended up actually spending more time in places than we originally had anticipated because of that kind of work schedule, um, because we wanted to, you know, at least have a few nights during the week and a weekend to really have time to explore kind of, you know, the main things that you would normally see in a new city, but then other things that you only really get to see when you've been there multiple times or, you know, you're staying there a bit longer. So that's probably, you know, my favorite thing is really being able to live in each of these places kind of as a resident to a certain extent. Um, So you get to see a lot more of each place than you normally would. Absolutely. I am right there with you. When I travel, I know for for me, I like to immerse myself in the culture, get to know the locals and really feel like um, really feel like I live there, even if it's just a short amount of time. Yeah. One uh, trick we always like to do is whenever we go to a new town or a new city, we try to go to a local brewery really early on um, because usually there you it's really easy to meet locals and kind of get a feel for some, you know, good restaurants and bars and places to go and see. They're always really, um, you know, welcoming and happy to share recommendations. So that's kind of a little trick that we've developed. I love that trick. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. See, so in my thought process, I, you know, when I'm posting that and I'm reaching out, some people might think like, well, that's weird, or she's going to think I'm weird, or she doesn't want to hear from me. But when I'm, you know, doing that reach out, I'm like, oh, I want to, I have this thing for someone. I really want to share it with them. I think it's going to really help them. So like, of course I'm going to share it with them. What it does, you know, why wouldn't I ask her to do it? And if she says no, that's fine. That's not, you know, that's her deal. And, but I figure she's going to say yes, because I know it would be valuable for her. So that's really that reframe and that mindset shift. Yeah, exactly. Knowing that what you have to offer is something that somebody can benefit from. And like you said, if you didn't share it, then you'd be doing me a disservice. So by sharing it, you're actually helping me and it's a win-win. Shift um, topics just a little bit. I want to talk about how you are taking care of yourself and your well-being during this time of COVID. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a really tough time for a lot of people. And I think what people are starting to realize now that we've kind of been in this social distancing reality for a little while is people are really uh, experiencing and, you know, reacting to and feeling different ways towards this situation. And that's totally okay. So, you know, at the beginning, mid-March, when we were first starting to social isolate, you know, everybody was really focused on, you know, you take care of yourself and focus on the good and don't worry about being productive during this time. And then kind of shifted into, um, you know, use this time wisely, you know, you're never going to have this much time to yourself and, you know, you should be so productive during this time. And now we've kind of shifted into this third phase where it's like, just do whatever you need to do. And that might be different depending on the day. 
So if you feel productive one day, great, lean into that, do that. Um, if you're not feeling very productive and you're kind of feeling sad one day or, you know, a little isolated, like do things that will make you feel better. And, um, you know, you're not married to feeling one way or the other. Um, so I think really remembering that and thinking about that has helped me, um, you know, just like take it day by day and, and, you know, don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself just because we're in this, this situation. That is beautifully said. I completely agree with you there of saying you have to go with what you feel on the inside and to take it a day at a time because from day to day it can shift and change. So that is wonderful. Do you have one thing that you do in your day for self-care during yeah. this time that you would like to share with us? Yeah. So we, um, you know, uh, in February we closed on a house in Jacksonville and, um, you know, so we were moving into more of a part-time travel schedule. So we're really, we've been taking walks kind of every day in the evenings after work and just kind of exploring our neighborhood, um, and kind of just getting out and about, um, which has been really, really nice and something that we really look forward to every day. And, um, you know, you get a little exercise and you kind of just can talk about your day and chat and things like that. And, and so that's been really nice. Yeah. Getting outside and getting some fresh air does the body mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yep. Started your, both your marketing business and your coaching business. Did you have any imposter syndrome? Did you have any challenges that you were able to overcome that you could share with us for those that are starting their business fresh right now and are looking for um, looking for some inspiration? Yeah. I mean, uh, anybody who is a fan of the Enneagram um, will really get this. Uh, if you're not, I definitely suggest checking out. There's some great Instagram accounts that are all about Enneagram, but it's a personality test. And um, I'm an Enneagram eight. Um, so anybody who knows that will be like, Oh, okay. Uh, but basically <laughs> Enneagram eights typically are, um, pretty strong willed. They're pretty independent. Um, and, um, they kind of just do go for it without thinking about, without consideration of how other people might be thinking about what they're doing. Um, so, I'm very lucky in that I don't often experience imposter syndrome. Um, it's definitely something that uh, sometimes I felt, but it's kind of more of like a fleeting thought. And then I kind of push it away because I just don't really care about what other people think. Um, I'm really a big fan of um, what I call messy action, um, which is just kind of, you know, you're going to be further along in the process on the road to where you want to go. If you do that thing now versus waiting and trying to perfect it and never getting it out there. So, you know, get it to a minimum viable product, um, and, and put it out there in the world. And, you know, you're not married to anything that you do. Your business isn't set in stone. And it's always going to be evolving and changing. So just lean into that. And, you know, there's no mistakes. There's only learning experiences. So just learn from everything that you do and, and allow that to inform, you know, all of your future actions and decisions. So I think that's really uh, important for new business owners to remember and um, think about because 
that's really going to be the difference in people who talk about wanting to start their own business, but they never actually get it off the ground or do anything with it um, because they're not taking that messy action, whether that's because they're letting imposter syndrome, you know, kind of keep them in a place of fear or um, maybe a little bit of perfectionism, preventing them from putting things out into the world. Um, but really just taking messy action is, is the number one thing I, I always encourage new business owners to do. Um, for me, when I first started my business, I, uh, ran my business for, um, three years while working full time in New York city. Um, so for me, time management was so important at the beginning of my business. And it still is today now that I kind of have this business coaching arm of my business as well. Um, I always really encourage people to use a task management system, whether that's Asana or Trello or ClickUp. Um, don't rely on your brain to remember everything that you need to do. Get it out onto a task manager. You can have a due date. You can set priorities um, and track your time. And I use Toggle to track my time. Um, but really tracking your time is so helpful because you can use that to inform decisions as you grow. And as you scale your business, you'll know, okay, how much time am I spending on social media marketing? How much time am I spending on website maintenance? Um, how much time am I spending on lead generation? And so you can start to really use that information to help you see, decide, oh, okay, I really need to outsource this thing because it's taking up a lot of my time, or maybe it's just taking up way too much of my time. And maybe I'm being a bit of a perfectionist and spending too much time on that. So, um, you know, messy action, using a task management system and tracking your time are probably the three most important things um, when it comes to getting a business off the ground. What you are saying is so true. And thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, those are tips that we can definitely use when we are starting a new business and getting it off the ground. And I know a lot of people do have that imposter syndrome where they feel like it does have to be perfect and they can't put it out there unless it's perfect. And that messy action is where it's at. And because we will learn as you take that messy action from that messy action, what worked, what didn't work, and you can pivot. So I really, I really like that tip that you gave us. Exactly. Yeah. They say, um, you know, there's, there is no failure. There is only feedback, which is a great little rule of thumb there. It is. It's one of those quotes that you need like at your work desk <laughs> to remember and remind yourself to, exactly. that failure is just feedback that we're testing and learning and pivoting all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, are you, would you call yourself a spiritual person? I really, um, no, I wouldn't. And it's so funny. Um, you know, I, we were talking a little bit about, but my business coach is Lacey Sites, and she has a podcast called literally with Lacey Sites, And, um, so all of season two is recordings of our sessions together over a six months period. So, um, if you, ha if you haven't heard of that podcast, I really encourage everybody to check it out. But um, it really is a behind the scenes in my business. And it's so funny because at the beginning of our time working together, we would always joke because, you know, whenever somebody said mindset, I would kind of groan and, 
And, um, you know, just like, eh, I don't know. Great. Yeah. It's good for some people. I don't really need it. That's a very Enneagram eight thing to say. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't really see gaps in my mindset, but by paying attention to mindset a little bit more, um, it really allowed me to be thankful that I do have a really healthy and strong mindset naturally. I've, you know, just have that, um, but it also showed me that there are still mindset things that I can be working on. And um, by being aware of my mindset, it helps me to identify, oh, okay, this is actually a mindset issue. Or it helps me to reframe things. Um, you know, oh, okay, what if I looked at it this way? And so working with Lacey and then also um, I'm a certified NLP and hypnosis coach. And the reason I, I got that certification um, was so that I could better identify, um, you know, things around mindset um, to not only be able to better self-coach myself, but to better serve my clients. So, um, you know, a year ago, I definitely poo-pooed on mindset a lot more <laughs> than I do now. And, and, you know, mindset is important really for anyone and it affects us all in different ways and we work with it in different ways, but it's so important to be aware of it so that you can use your mindset to your advantage to help you along the way rather than letting it really be a hindrance to you. Absolutely. If we are, if we're not gaining that awareness to what our minds are saying or thinking, it can kind of run us instead of us doing the, oh, you know what? That is just my mind running. Like, I don't really feel this way. I don't really believe that. Just kind of questioning that mindset, I think is definitely important to start to gain some awareness. But like you pointed out, sometimes you need that coach. Sometimes you need that assistance from someone else to see that. So for those out there that haven't ever worked with a coach and hadn't worked with a mentor, it's something that I would definitely recommend. And I'm sure you would too, as being a business coach yourself. Definitely. I mean, you know, the real thing is, is you can always create a business and scale a business and, and, and build a successful business, but a coach is there to help you get to where you want to be much faster. A coach is there to help you, um, you know, with your self-awareness and, you know, coach you through those times when you are having issues, whether that's, um, you know, logistically, should I be marketing here or there, or if it is with mindset, um, you know, and a coach is really there to hold you accountable to what you say you want to do and all of those things. So, um, you know, coaches are really just that thing that's going to help you get to where you want to go much faster than if you try to, do it and get there yourself. Absolutely. I say a coach is like your cheerleader and also that that person that is going to push you and get you to make those moves and take those actions that you have been putting off. It's nice to have somebody that holds you accountable for sure. Exactly. So where did you learn to be so resilient? It sounds like you have had a strong mindset. You had um, a strong mindset and you haven't really had any imposter syndrome. It sounds like you have just been really just kind of smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would love to hear how you've learned to be so resilient and be so aware and all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is very much like 
um, you know, I always go back to Enneagram because, um, it is so, it really helps you if you take the Enneagram personality quiz, um, it can really help you identify like what typically as a person are, would be your typical weaknesses and what would be typically your strengths and how can you identify when you're kind of leaning in towards your weaknesses versus leaning in towards your strengths, you know, to be a better person. And, um, Enneagram mates are just, they're very strong willed. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to, they're very internally motivated. Um, so that is just really been a part, a part of my personality. Um, for as long as I can remember, my mom, um, likes to tell this story that, um, I was always going to move to New York. And, you know, I told her, I've been saying that I was going to move to New York since I was a little, little kid and, and I did it. So kind of whenever I did say that, decide that I want to do something, um, you know, I really make that thing happen. And in my mind, it's, um, some people might call it manifesting. I guess I do it, um, unintentionally or unconscious, subconsciously. But, you know, when I decide I want something to happen, it's kind of, I approach it as it's a foregone conclusion. So just what do I need to do to get there? So, um, mindset issues that might crop up for other people, like, well, how am I supposed to do that? That's such a big thing. How could I ever do that? I don't have the money. I, um, where would I live? What would I do? Blah, 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 blah. I really approach all of that as problem solving and a thing to figure out versus making it a part of myself and who I am. So when you're making it a part of yourself, um, that's really where you get into that um, imposter syndrome and who am I to do this and things like that. But if you are able to keep it separate from yourself, it's all data, it's all just things that need to get done or figured out, it makes it a lot easier and simpler to do things because you're not connecting your self-worth to that thing. And that's really important when it comes to anything in your business. But, you know, particularly if you're starting and running your own business, being able to separate those actions and the results of your actions from your self-worth is so important. And that's where, so important. Um, yeah, so you're not identifying yourself as a failure just because a launch didn't, didn't work or wasn't successful. Absolutely. Um, Silencing that negative self-talk before it takes over, it sounds like has been your, um, kind of like your magic, your secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just lucky enough to do it kind of without thinking. Um, but yeah. you know, for a lot of people, that's, that's a really important piece of mindset work that you, you can, you can work on. That's something 100% you can improve and change. Yes, that is awesome. I love that you said, like when you set your mind to something, you just find the the next best move, it sounds like, to get you to where you want to be. You see the, you see the, what you want, and then you set a goal and you go for it. And I just love that. And I think that anybody who goes about setting a goal or an intention in that way has nothing but success. So that is awesome. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. So what are you working on now? So, um, you know, recently one, um, a couple of things I've been doing as a result of the pandemic is um, working with new business owners who are kind of, um, you know, maybe they were laid off or furloughed, or maybe they had a spouse or partner that was laid off or furloughed. And so it kind of made them realize that now is the time to start or grow their business so that they have an income stream that's really within their control. 
Um, so I've been working with a lot of those newer business owners, um, offering message clarity calls, which is um, how we connected and helping um, people really get clear on their messaging so that they can more effectively market their business. And then I also created a group coaching program called Fast Fundamentals that um, is really focused on helping new business owners um, set up a strong foundation for their business and start to scale so that they can have revenue coming into their business before the eight-week program is even finished. Awesome. It sounds like you have a lot on the works. And yeah, that is how we connected. And I love that you reached out to me. And I find that so courageous to have that kind of mindset to just go after go after it. And so you reached out to me. And I that was my first thought when I got your message is that she is brave, brave soul <laughs> and is somebody I want to connect with. So how can our guests connect with you first? So, I mean, the easiest way to connect with me is obviously on Instagram. My handle is sam.dinacola. Dinacola is D-I-N-I-C-O-L-A. Um, I'm always on Instagram, you know, sharing tools and tips and insights to help business owners grow their business and um, start their own business. Uh, and then, you know, really you can find all of my other great social media platforms and a bunch of other free content on my um, website with, I have a bunch of blogs as well. So that is samdinacoladigital.com. Um, yeah. And those are really the best ways to connect with me and definitely um, checking out the Literally with Lacey Sites podcast. So you can really hear a behind the scenes of my business for the last six months. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you shared that podcast with us so that we could get that um, behind the scenes. I think there's something so special about going behind the scenes and seeing what actually goes into a coaching session. Yeah, exactly. And I, we've been hearing a lot of good feedback. I think the last episode just was released um, maybe last week, and we've just been getting so much good feedback from people. You know, wow, other business owners experience the same things I'm experiencing, or wow, this is what it looks like once you get to multiple six figures in your business, and how can I get there, and all that good stuff. Um, so it's a it, we've been getting some really great feedback from people. Oh, that is so wonderful. Well, before you leave us, will you please? Um Tell us anything you would like to leave us behind with, any awesome quotes that you live by, or just anything really. <laughs> Again, if I had to say you know, something to anyone, it would be just take messy action. That thing that you've been saying you want to do, just do it. Like what is the problem? What is gonna how is your life gonna be worse if you just do that thing? Um, so I think always living and working in that messy action is so important. Um in life in general, not just in business. Yes. Thank you for that. It was so great having you on the Backroads podcast and you had given us so much tips and tricks and mindset hacks. And I think that is going to be very beneficial for the, those that have listened to this. So thank you again for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. If you like our show, leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Join us next week where we will talk about more adventures and passion, growth, and resilience. Thank you for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to the Back Rose podcast with Josie Aurelis Wheatman. 